0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: The Property Show on BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
0: BFM 89.9, this is The Property Show. I'm Keith Calm. Balance is what we all strive to have in our daily lives, which otherwise would see us being pulled in all directions. Balance is also not something we can control all the time, and when we can actually control it, we should have some knowledge about the basic rules to do so. Now, we are all familiar with feng shui, also called Chinese geomancy, which is an ancient Chinese traditional practice which uses energy forces to harmonize individuals with their surrounding environments. We also have Vastu Shastra, which is a traditional Indian system of architecture based on ancient texts that describe principles of design, layout, measurements, ground preparation, space arrangement and spatial geometry. This is what I got from Wikipedia. Ultimately, the aim is to balance the five elements of fire, water, air, earth and space and bring prosperity to living beings. But don't just take it from me because I have an expert on this in the studio this morning. Dr. T. Selva. He is an award-winning author, a columnist, speaker, radio and TV personality on vastu shastra, spirituality, metaphysics and ancient Indian sciences. He holds a Master of Arts from the University of South Australia and has authored five books on ancient Indian sciences. Welcome to the program, Dr. Selva. Thank you, Keith. It's good to be here. Let's get to the basics first. The Sanskrit word, Vastu Shastra, literally means science of architecture. How would you describe it to a layman?
1: Yeah, it's uh, quite a mouthful when you talk on Vastu Shastra. It is still less known in Malaysia or in Asia, but popular in uh, India. That's why in my book, I've written there in brackets, Mm -hmm. Indian Feng Shui, just to get people connected. Vastu Shastra is one of the oldest science. It's more than five to 6,000 years old. It talks about how to live in harmony, okay. in the space that you occupy, whether dwelling or working. Elements of it are present in
0: Angkor Wat in Cambodia, and that's a 900-year-old Buddhist Hindu temple complex. I was just wondering how much of Vastu Shastra is linked to religious beliefs?
1: In India, it has been uh, practiced with the religious elements been included in their practice because it's been promoted that way actually is pure science based on the five elements which you mentioned earlier. Okay. Earth, fire, water and ether. And I, I have taken it and studied in India and taken it out and to explain the scientific pure science behind this fundamental foundation of these five elements, how they are present in all the spaces that we occupy and we've got to be conscious. In short, I like to say conscious living. But when you use the word conscious living, people are still cannot connect. So then we talk about Feng shui or Vastu Shastra. And again, they don't get connected. Then we talk about imbalance in energy. You know, our life is like weather. You know, daily, there is hot weather. There is wind. Mm-hmm. There is a storm. It fluctuates, you know, weather. So while the weather we can't control... But we can control the space to be in one balanced mood so we can function more effectively in carrying out our daily lives.
0: Basically, it's how we live with our environment. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yes, our environment based on the five elements. Okay. Where your should, bedroom should be, your toilets, your staircase, your kitchen, everything has a specific location to occupy. It's not based on gut feeling. A lot of people, sometimes, they don't realise the importance of this universal science, I call it. The science of the universe. We all know the man-made laws, but the universe has a loss. This is thousands of years ago. And you need to be conscious about it. It's not a question whether you believe or not. It's a fact of life.
0: Okay, you say it's not gut feeling.
1: How has the study evolved over the years? What is it based on? It it started more than 5,000 years ago, where in India, when houses are constructed, this element is already incorporated in the design work, in the architecture work, like the specific locations for the toilet, kitchen, master bedroom, and so on. So that's how it was incorporated. And it was actually very closely guarded in India. It never left out of India, simply because Indians are very conservative people, live in there, buy in there, and also keep it very quiet there. So when I studied, I found that this particular science can contribute towards harmonious living to a bigger picture towards world peace. Mm -hmm. Because if we talk about world peace currently, but peace actually starts from every individual house. When a house is in peace, then your neighborhood in peace, your town is in peace, your state is in peace, country in peace. That's how you spread it. I did share this formula of Vastu Shastra as the answer towards world peace at the BBC talk show in London some years ago. And they were surprised about this concept and said, yeah, this is nothing, this is public knowledge. Mm-hmm. is it? It's free of charge for you to incorporate. It doesn't involve any money. You need to be open-minded, willing to embrace this knowledge. Yeah, Even I don't say it, you can still Google and find out all the information on Vastu, the hundreds and hundreds of journals, written scientific papers, presentation in conferences and been done.
0: Are there examples of buildings or temples that still exist today that employ Vastu Shastra
1: concepts? All temples, religious workplaces of worship, all are constructed based on Vastu Shastra. That's why they are there time-tested for thousands of years buildings too are now incorporating mm-hmm. yeah even in Malaysia factories big mansions small houses ready-made houses whatever it is people are trying to embrace because of the internet has made greater awareness people want to embrace and incorporate this. Well, you can't incorporate maybe 100%, particularly on ready-made houses, because the designs were done it's by the architects. Fix. Yeah. Yeah. So architects and the developers will maximize to what they feel is good for their profits. But you've got to be conscious when you select the property, you still can select a house, mm-hmm. which is even 100% according to Vastu Shastra requirements or orientations. So th- there will be houses 100%, there'll be 80%, 50%, 30%, and 0%. Am I right? So you need to be conscious when you select the house. You can't say that I didn't know I bought it. No, no, you, you can incorporate this knowledge much earlier. I keep on stressing in my writings and talks about how Vastu can promote peace. Mm. Don't talk about prosperity. A lot of people ask me how to be rich yeah. and you know, money and so on. Of course, listen, in order to earn and become prosperous... You need to be in peace first. Only when you're in peace, you attract the energy of abundance and wealth. Simple formula, yeah? Only then your health will be well.
0: That's good advice. You did mention just now that you drew some links with feng shui. Feng shui is obviously the more well-known study of balancing one's living space. Also to achieve harmony, which is similar objectives actually.
1: How do these two disciplines differ from each other? Good question. Feng Shui, of course, originated from China, but if you go into deep and in study, says that actually Vastu Shastra left through Buddhism to the Silk Road to China more than uh, 4,000 years ago. And the Chinese adopted Vastu and improvised it to their culture and traditions. And there are some differences between Vastu and Feng Shui. But the core purpose is again promoting peace of the five elements. Mm. But in the feng shui, the five elements that differ will be wood and metal. Yeah. But here is still the same. But again, the objective of both the sciences are to promote harmonious living in balance with these energies that are governing us. So as to which one to follow, because feng shui has been very commercialized. Like earlier, I said, Vastu, people in India are very conservative. They just want to protect and kept it within India. Only now it's gone outside the shores of India. But Feng Shui is more popular. But I am seeing the new development and evolution on Vastu Shastra over the past 30 years through my writings, my columns in the newspapers and in magazines. The spread is now much more wider. Okay. A lot of more people are sensitive, are knowledgeable about it. And I'm continuing with my talks worldwide. And I'm trying to rate Vastu to the equivalent to yoga. Mm. Today, when you talk about yoga, everybody knows about it. Everybody would have tried it some way of trying it every day. I think eventually we will reach to that level. Yoga is also part of the ancient knowledge of science from India.
0: There's no link between yoga and Vastu Shastra.
1: No. You see, the Indian science of harmonious living, we talk about the key pillars are three. Mm-hmm. one is vastu shastra the other one is ayurveda the science of longevity where they take that oil bath and you know therapy and the other one is astrology these are the three pillars are interrelated or interconnected to the main frame of vastu And of course comes yoga and other gemology and all those comes into the bigger picture of vastu.
0: In the past, even with feng shui, there was a lot of talk about how studies like these are based on superstition and pseudoscience. Was there ever an instance that this had happened and how was the evolution?
1: You see, those who are not knowledgeable on the subject matter would, of course, dismiss this as a pseudoscience or superstition. But when you read and understand about the five elements, you can't escape this element that governs us daily in our lives. Mm-hmm. All right, It is based on the sunrise. Sun rises in the east. The Earth is tilted 23.5 degrees towards the northeast. Sun rays enters through the northeast and, of course, provides us... Light protection and well-being. So, I again go back to the science. I I keep on stressing on the science, but there are some people who lack understanding, then they keep on saying it's superstition. There is no superstition. It's all proven. Proven, this is pure science. In fact, I just attended a conference in Vietnam. This was hotly debated and discussed among 45 experts from several parts of the world. We were discussing the science, how we can further... Because the way it was promoted was very ancient, particularly in India. That's why some people stayed away from it because thinking that it's a very religious base. Actually, it's nothing, no connection. But in countries like India, they try to bring the religious element to connect with the people of the better understanding of the directions, saying, you know, this deity is governing this particular quadrant and so on. So then they get connected more easy. So the pathway can be several, but the ultimate aim is again go back to the harmonious living.
0: In the studio this morning is Dr. T. Selva and award-winning experts on Vastu Shastra, which he calls Indian Feng Shui. But I think I want to stop that and call it for what it is right now, which is the traditional Indian system of architecture that balances the five elements of fire, water, air, earth and ether. In a little while, we find out how you can apply Vastu Shastra in your living spaces. This is The Property Show, BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, this is The Property Show and we are exploring the ancient Indian study of finding balance between your life and your living space. I have Dr. T. Selva here. Dr. Selva, in your profile, it is stated that you are the first person outside of India to talk and write extensively on Vastu Shastra worldwide. Why did you
1: start doing this? Yeah, my interest into metaphysics or for the unknown, unseen, Mm. started even when I was 17 years old. I have interest in, um, you know, seeing that unknown. So I took a journey to several countries around the world to understand astrology, talking about the energies. And then in my journey that I found Vastu Shastra. So I studied under a seventh generation master in India, uh, Master Yuvraj Sarma, and then... They were very reluctant to share it with me because they're very guarded Mm -hmm. within their family. But his father included me as their first disciple. And so I'm the first disciple from the seventh generation of these practitioners on Vastu Shastra experts. So when I studied under them, I develop this knowledge and, of course, being a journalist all my life, I was invited by the Star newspaper to start a column that was in 2000. So, again, the question now you may ask, when is it important? Definitely when you're buying a property or when you're building one or designing one. And when do you apply them? Normally when you have challenges in life, health prosperity, relationship, and various kind of issues. Then you tend to check, hey, what is wrong? Is it my house? Mm. Why Why are my children, you know, disunited or health issues and so on? So you do a diagnosis of your property where the orientation based on the five elements, then you diagnose, then you try to correct. So that's why I've written five books. Making it DIY, I'm trying to spread this knowledge. Do it yourself. Okay, It's very easy, simple. My book is an excellent guide for you to follow.
0: No need for any heavy renovations.
1: No need. You can practice, Bastu, by rearranging. That's why I call it uh-huh. as art of placement. Rearranging and orientation. By moving your kitchen stove, your bed position, direction you sleep. All these are very vital. Yeah, By making just simple adjustments or rearrangements in your property, I can assure you that you can see the benefit in many folds.
0: It is part of the architectural discipline from what I can see I mean for all intents and purposes is this somehow also included in the syllabus in Indian universities
1: for example? Yes, there are several universities that have already architecture is part of one of the syllabus is the science of Vastushastra. shastra. They need to know in India it's it's like compulsory that they have to have this knowledge incorporated. Yeah, I had one person from Mexico I'm surprised this American group big company. They requested Mm. about wanting to incorporate this into the construction of their factory. Okay. Uh, people from Dubai also requesting on uh, building corporate office.
0: And because we are on BFM, yeah. I have to ask this. It sounds like it could be a lucrative business. Is it though?
1: I don't know, about Feng Shui has always been seen as a very commercialized lucrative business. Yes. Uh, many practitioners are there. In the science of Vastu, it's, I would like to say yes and no, because there are almost zero practitioners who are qualified in Malaysia, except for me, mm-hmm. uh, because of my background from where I studied from. But there are people coming from India providing services in Malaysia on Vastu Shastra, and some of them engage them and so on. But I would like to say very confidently that Vastu is not promoted very commercially. In the manner I'm promoting it is trying to share the knowledge.
0: You say you are the only practitioner in, in Malaysia. Why are you not encouraging more people to, to study this?
1: What I'm trying to do there, there have been requests for people to conduct workshops and train practitioners. I have declined it okay. because I said, why not you attend my workshops, which are free, or my talks, use my book as a tool. And I want every home To learn and do it yourself. You can do it yourself. You know, you don't need to engage people. You can do it yourself to a great extent, I would say. When you have a headache, what do you do? You don't go and see a doctor immediately. You go to a dispensary, you know all the medications that you require. All right, then when you get it severe, then you see a practitioner. But to a great extent, you still can practice this on your own. So I'm trying to teach people through my writings, talks to educate them. Knowledge is very important. You need to be very knowledge-driven first before you can, you know, practice this.
0: You say knowledge-driven, yeah. and in this age of AI and tech, yeah. how have these developments helped a discipline that's millennia
1: old? Good question again, uh, but actually AI has really helped promote Vastu. Right. You can go and check in the Googles, and AI, in fact, chat GTP also. Yeah. I was surprised when uh, I logged on and... Uh, checked about myself also. To a great extent, it it has helped to spread this ancient knowledge more accurately and also promote it more widely. Today, I get emails and uh, WhatsApp messages from people I don't know. Most of them are my readers or followers or listeners and so on from all over the world. And I make it a point to respond to every one of them within less than 24 hours. I promise that's my commitment. And I do it as my service to people to spread this knowledge. The knowledge is for free. The knowledge is free. Mm. yeah. So I want to spread it like that, to free, to people.
0: Let's get into some practical uses of Avasu Shastra in homes, offices and living spaces. Maybe some tips that you might want to share so that we can DIY it. It deals with five elements of water, fire, earth, air and ether. Yeah. Water is quite explanatory. We are talking about water features.
1: How do they contribute? Let's take a simple double-story terrace house, okay. which most people in the Klang Valley live. If your house is facing north-facing, your water element should be in the northeast of your house, meaning in the garden. So you've got a northeast quadrant. Northeast is governed by water. So you can have a water feature like fountain or even swimming pool if you have the space. Then comes uh, the interior part of the house. Very important is the key elements are four things first in the main in the house before you look at all the others. Okay. Main door. The main door must be located in the center of the house, meaning the center. And it can be in all the eight directions except southwest. Southwest shouldn't have an opening. After the main door, and the next one is the kitchen. Kitchen meaning related to your health, stomach. Mm-hmm. Kitchen is related to stomach. So the kitchen should be in two places. If your house is facing north, the kitchen will be in the southeast, which is the fire quadrant. If your house is facing south, then the kitchen will be in the northwest air quadrant. So the third one, very important, is the Bedroom for the couple, a married couple, should sleep in the southwest quadrant, which is called the earth quadrant. There's no compromise. They should sleep there for their harmonious living, for their happiness, relationship, but make sure they do not sleep in the southeast corner of the house because there's a fire quadrant. If they sleep there, then they'll have challenges Ah, in relationship, you know, like that. Would it be different from from person to person? No, it's not. It's fixed. Elements are fixed. It cannot keep changing, you know, for individual, you know. Normally, the astrology aspect of the science is brought in when we look at the moon sign, that is where astrology comes. So normally that involves a mathematical calculation to determine your moon sign. So based on the moon sign, we'll let you know for your moon sign, which direction is favorable for you. So another fourth point was important. One is related to heart. You're looking at the house is like a human body. So heart is related to the staircase. The staircase must not be located in the southwest and in the northeast quadrants. And the staircase must not turn anti-clockwise. If it's anti-clockwise, the occupants of the property will experience heart-related ailments, blockages in energy flow, and so on. So a lot of houses they do not upkeep their house with clutters. A clutter is one of the dangerous problems we have in many homes. A lot of old, old things, broken items have been stacked up mm-hmm. in the corners of the property because there was no space, they put it there. And then these clutters will dampen the energy flow and distort energy flow. And it will affect, of course, the well-being of the family.
0: So these are the air and ether elements.
1: Air and ether, yes. These are elements of air ether affecting your clutters particularly. Mm. Yeah.
0: So always remember to declutter your home. Yes. <laughs> very, yes. very good advice uh, in any case.
1: For the office, it's also important that management take serious note and do a, a study of their property. If employees are constantly leaving, that means they're you know, not happy, there is a dispute between employees, then you need to study the office layout. Where the managing director is sitting, occupying the space, he should be in the earth quadrant of southwest. Where the pantry should be, it should be in the southeast or the northwest. Where the employees should sit and face, they should face east and north directions. They should avoid facing south direction where their mood will be very disturbed. They'll be feeling fatigue, lethargic and things like that. And then also colours, another important element in offices. Uh, Most offices in Malaysia are making a mistake, I would say, because contractors are very quick to use grey, black and blue. If you look at your Own space. Actually, these three colors do not inspire office works. You know, these three colors are supposed to be colors that dampen your mood. I mean, black, gray, and blue are normally used for funerals. Does it matter
0: what industry
1: the business is in? Yes, yes, definitely. I mean, in the office, you want to be you need to have vibrancy. Am I right? Mm. You want people to be comfortable, happy, cheerful, productive, and and creative. Productive. So if you work on a platform that I mean carpet that is gray, you tend to slog for your money, meaning you work very hard, uh, black also, yeah. So contractors are using these colours to hide their flaws actually. To, because easy to maintain. Okay. Yeah, cleaning is less. But try to use more cheerful, light brown, light orange, maroon for your MD's office, the table, the type of table he uses, the chair he sits. Everything is minutely, you know, audited in Vastu to organize a harmonious working environment. In in turn, once the harmony is there, then profitability comes in. It enhances your own revenue.
0: On that note, Dr. T. Selva, thank you very much for coming into the studios and sharing your insights. Thank you. Thank you very much. Keep having me. We had been talking about Vastu Shastra, the traditional Indian system of architecture that balances the five elements of fire, water, air, earth and ether with the expert on the topic, Dr. T. Selva, an award-winning author and speaker. If you've missed any part of this conversation, you can listen to the podcast on the BFM app as well as on our website at bfm.my. It is also available on Spotify. This has been the property